Hello and welcome back to the Dungeons and Dragons Podcast UK. My name is Yasmin and I will be the DM. Hi, my name's Colin and I play Cuin de Greymont, a paladin from Gavany. Hi, I'm Spencer. I play Caddo Chasseur, a cleric also from Gavany. Hi, I'm Brian and I play Ogvar Shawfoot, a ranger from Keswick. Hi, my name is Samantha and I play Elora Greyvale, a sorcerer from Nefalia. Accessing the private parlour presented no particular problems until Alora indicated a number of nearby enchantments that clearly required closer investigations. Taking their seats at a stone chess set produced a remarkably fortunate result, however it also presented an armoured adversary of alarmingly large proportions. Options for besting the shiny suit were openly discussed and eventually it was decided that lashing its legs together was the most likely method for mitigating its march. When we left in episode 87, our heroes had found it hard to hide their shock as the party tank had just taken one for the team. As he failed to tie the knot in time, it was no marriage made in heaven and he was knocked bandy by a blooming big blade. It would appear that combat has finally cornered our companions, and as we pick up the action, we can only hope that someone will pick up our paladin. Episode 88, Window Wipeout. So, Kewin, you have just bent down to tie the suit of armour's legs together using your rope. But as you touch the armour, an involuntary brush of the hand it reanimates, bringing its sword up and hitting you in the chest, sending you flying backwards prone on the floor. <gasps> Kuin! You've all rolled initiative. Laura, you're first. Oh. You are stood in what, on the edge of the rug by the fireplace watching this happen as you see Kuin launched backwards. Oh my god, Kuin! What's she gonna do? Um, she's gonna flash. Her wand. <laughs> it's going to go that way this week, is it? Okay. She's going to grab the wand and wave the wand of whole person at the inanimate object, which is now animate, at the suit of armour, out of desperation. Shock. Okay. You wave the wand. Nothing happens. The arm is still shifting and moving these kind of slight... Almost, you would say, breathing movements. You see the shoulders and the chest plate rise ever so slightly in a very rhythmical motion. Almost like this uh, this heartbeat, this, this constant, even movement. You waste a charge on your wand. She's, and nothing happens. She's just going to... Just... <laughs> flick the wand. Not casting, but flick it like, oh, it's broken. And then out of desperation, the only other thing she's going to do at this point, um, 
she's frozen to the spot, not ex having expected that to happen. Um, she's gonna just call to Caddo. Caddo, uh, make it silent. Okay. And that's all she can do on her turn. Okay, Ogvar. Hello. Hi. As you stand there, you're by the you're by the chess table. You've probably been expecting the pieces. You you see you see Kieran go over. He bends down and begins to tie the rope around. You're watching this happen. You see Kieran launched backwards, landing on his back on the rug. Oh well, that's not a good thing, is it? What are you doing? Um. What's the suit of armor done? Is it? Does it look as though it's still? Is it still in like an aggressive stance, or is it just standing? At this point, it has, as he's touched its legs, this sword which it's been holding in this two-handed grip in front of it, this very traditional kind of pose, which you see armors like posed in. Its sword has taken the one hand, and with a backhand, it has swung the sword upwards with the flat of the blade. It has hit Kieran in the chest and launched him backwards. So it stood there, you can see it, this kind of almost this movement of its chest plate, almost like this breathing, very rhythmical movement. And its sword is still raised up in the air. And it's, it's about mid-chest height, raised, blade pointing at Kieran. It looks like it could just dive down with its sword. Uh, Ogvar will move forward and attempt to drag Kieran backwards out of the way. Okay. So you move forward, you grab Kieran, and you attempt to drag him backwards. Yes. Okay. This movement will provoke an attack of opportunity. So the armour is going to attempt, as Ogvar drags you back, Kieran, it is going to attempt to bring down its sword into your body. You can make me... <laughs> a dexterity saving throw to try and avoid this. God, let's hope he rolls well and rolls well in both senses. Nineteen. Oh. Yeah, as you are dragged backwards, queuing by Ogvar. I mean, imagine Ogvar's kind of put his arms under your, your armpits and, and he's just dragging you backwards. This suit of armor with a kind of this kind of the sword comes down in this. There's still this kind of backhanded grip and plunges into the floor between your legs. Oh, oh, you're... Missing you uh, as, as you're dragged backwards. So Ogvar continues to drag you, but this sword is now buried probably a good inch into this, into this, through the rug and into the floor below. Um, so Ogvar, you're able to drag him back 30 feet. Oh, let's get you back, back on your feet. Go in. But you are still prone. You're kind of half propped up now. Okay, that's your full turn, Ogvar. Yes, yeah, say 30 feet, we'd run out of room, wouldn't we? Just as far back He'd as he can. He'd drag him back as far yeah, as yeah. He, he can. He could drag him back, in theory, back to where he originally was. Uh, just depends where... As far as I can, get him back, really. Yeah, so I'm... you can drag there him back go. towards the table. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Over there, that's where you'd be. Okay, next up, Kewin. Yeah. It is going to use your movement to get up. Yep. I'm going to go... I say... Uh, that's not very sporting, is it? Uh, no, kicking a man when he's down, well, stabbing. And I'm going to get up. Yep. And that's literally all I can do, so... Uh, hold on. you not got any spells you can use? What I might... I am going to cast... I'm going to get up, 
and then cast Divine Favour. Okay, what does Divine Favour do? Uh, it gives me plus one to attack and damage for every three levels. Nice. And it lasts uh, one minute. So that's going to give you a plus two to all of the above yep. for ten rounds. Nice. Okay, so as you watch this suit of armour, its head or its helmet turns and it's kind of this, this squealing as its head turns to the right, almost tilted on this very inquisitive angle as it looks at you. Blimey, that's squeakier than yours, Kieran. It pulls its sword from the ground. This big great sword, it pulls around, you hear the wood as it kind of wriggles free. You hear the wood kind of splinter and crackle underneath the floor. As it pulls it free, switches its grip around and strides forwards. Ruin that carpet. It moves forwards to you, Alora. Oh, oh dear. Shit. <laughs> Straight to the squidgy one. Guess I'm nearest. And it brings its greatsword up, joining its left hand with the right hand around the hilt, as it brings a sweeping blow downwards. Will a 12 hit you? Um, God, I hope no. No. Yeah. So it brings this sweeping blow down. This greatsword is very, it's, it's a long greatsword, it's, it's massive. Uh, and the great sword carves a wide arc into the floor at your feet. This, this wide score mark of fresh wood, which contrasts with the polished surface. As you're able to just kind of whoa, dodge backwards, it, it just you know it's literally an inch in front of your toes. Yeah, Elora's going to let out a squeal. Yeah, if you have long toenails, they're now trimmed. Mm. Mm. Yep. Okay, Cado, you're up. How do we leave the chessboard? in its original position. Yeah, we tried to slide it back to... So the door's closed, mm -hmm. and it's no longer checkmate. So we have to make the assumption that this thing's now animate because we touched it as opposed to what we've done with the chest set. Yeah. On the basis that what I'm looking at here is basically its right kneecap. <laughs> oh, I wonder how well it fights on one leg. So what are you doing, Caddo? Well, I reckon if I move forward, am I flanking it if I move forward? Well, he's direct lining for me. Yeah, you'll flank it, yeah. So you're actually behind it now. Well, kind of. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm going to try and take out the back of its right knee. I think. Okay. If if I aim that specifically, you'll get a minus two on your attack roll because you're aiming for a specific point. Which cancels out the flankingy bit. Yeah, basically. Hmm. But I'm already that? plus two anyway, aren't I? Go on, let's see if we can take out it right at the back of its right knee. Okay. With a Roll morning a star. With a morning star. Mm, no. I, I, I'm going to assume a nine isn't going to do it a lot of damage. No, a nine isn't going to do it. Oh, your, well. With your morning star, as you go to take this hit, it, the, this, this arm almost seemingly sensing you're behind it bends its knee, dips the knee, so your morning star whistles in between the gap between the back of its thigh and its calf, where, where it would be, and, and your morning star just whiffs through. Okay, you doing anything else? 
Uh, You've moved, taken an action. No, no, I think that's enough for me. So, next up is Esther. Esther is stood on the other side of the fireplace. She's next to Axum's desk. And she's... Oh, oh no, oh dear, oh dear, what's... Oh dear me. Uh, and she will move towards the bookcase on the other side of the room. So she'll move 30 foot diagonally, um, just trying to get to a better position so she's not pinned against the table. Oh, so over towards that? Yeah, so she'll cut in front of you, Kieran, and she'll move across the room as far as she can towards the window, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And she'll draw her blade and she'll just stand ready. Elora, top of the round, your turn. Well, her brain's spinning furiously. She really wants to cast Grease, but unfortunately Caddo is stood there, so she's not going to do that. She's going to cast Mage Armour on herself. It lasts for seven hours for her, uh, and it provides her a plus four armour bonus to AC. Okay. It's standard action, sorry. It's just standard action, yeah. Yeah, okay, so you will provoke an attack opportunity for doing that. Okay, well, I'll take a five foot step to the one side and, and then cast. And cast. Okay, so you move, you kind of, you dodge backwards and, and you cast a spell on yourself. And you all see around Laura this kind of um, very faint, almost floating invisible armour appears before sinking into her skin. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ogvar. Hello. You're next. Okay, um, yeah, so I would like to um, move towards uh, towards the bookcase. Yeah, so up to the side of Q-in, really, um, and then release a arrow towards said suit of armour. Okay, roll to hit. Okay, um, do I get flanking on that? Yes, you will get flanking on that. Okay, nice. 23. Yeah, 23 is going to hit. Roll your damage. Okay, and I'm going to use my skirmish feet to add the extra d6. Yep. So that's going to be 9... 11 points of damage. 11 points of damage. Okay, nice. As you release this arrow, Ogvar, it flies true, clipping the armour inside of the helm. And you see as it impacts, it leaves... A slight dent in the armour, um, kind of just along the bottom of where the helm would be, along where the jawline theoretically would be. It leaves this dink, and you hear the kind of ping as your arrow then bounces off and lands on rolls on the floor towards the window at the end of the room. Um, had this been, you would be able to tell that had this been an opponent made of flesh and blood. This would be some significant damage, but as it is, the armour looks unbothered. It hasn't cocked its head, it hasn't looked at you, it hasn't turned to acknowledge this damage that you've just dealt to it. You doing anything else on your turn? Um, I'll just show to you guys, well, it looks like uh, blunt force and, and uh, melee weapons are probably not going to be the best uh, tactic here. Okay, Kieran. Uh, I'm about what? Ten foot? You're yeah. about ten foot. No, it's yeah. definitely not an evil creature, it's just an animated creature. Yeah, it's you can't just, get you don't get any sense of evil right. off it, it is just a purely so, animated object. Uh I'm gonna charge, I've still get flanking. Yep. Right. Okay, so you're charging up, you get your plus two for charge, plus two for flank, plus That's two on the nineteen attack. plus whatever I roll. Yep. Okay. That's twenty two. Twenty two is gonna hit, yep. And that's uh, mole plus five. So that's 
11 points of damage. Okay, nice. 11 points of damage. Yeah, so you charge up to this armor queue and it is, it is massive. It looms over you and it's actually quite a dazzling piece. Looking at it objectively, it's a gorgeous piece of art. Um, clearly some, some time has been put into crafting this armor. It is, you would assume, a purely decorative piece. Uh, it's got all sorts of beautiful metalwork and inlays and, and this beautiful finish and it's polished to a high shine. Um, so as a display piece, it's gorgeous. But you charge up to it and you, you're you using your sword? I'm using your bastard sword. Your bastard yeah. sword, yep. You take a swipe at it and it is hard. It is hard as rock. Your blade smashes into it. And you get this reverberation up the, up the sword, where you get this kind of this feel of metal clashing against metal. You get reverberation, um, and you see that where your sword has landed, there is a a very clear dent, um, it's a slight indent where your sword has struck, made very obvious by the kind of light and the ambience of this room, the the, the candlelights, the candles which are lit. You can see very clearly that this armor is now slightly warped, but as with Ogfar. You, you know that had that blow landed on a creature or a human, it would have dealt some severe damage. But as it is, the armour doesn't seem to be swayed or anything. It doesn't seem to recognise or, you know, show any recognition that it's felt this blow. Okay. Okay. So, the armour is up next. Its head creaks towards you, Kieran. And it raises, its sword is now to its right, both hands on it where it's just taken a swipe at Allura. And you see it, its, its body tilts down as it brings the sword up in a sweeping arc once more. And will A11 hit you? Nope. No. So you're able to dance out of the way of this blade as it sings through the air. And again, you're able to see this blade is incredibly beautiful. Uh, it's, it's got this beautiful, it's got a beautifully honed edge and it's got this gorgeous inlay down the tang which is, it's, it's a work of art and coming from someone who appreciates their sword work like you do, you tell this is a beautiful, beautiful blade. Um, but yeah, the... You wouldn't want to enjoy it that close up there, would you? Not particularly, no. It whistles through the air past you and you get this sudden feeling as it, this armour takes a step forward with the swing and it stumbles and its body turns to the left as the, as the blade comes back down. It's got very robotic movements, it's not, they're not smooth, they're not natural, it's quite halting, they're very almost preset and pre-programmed moves, it, it's just this sense of, it's so inorganic. Okay, Caddo, you're up next, what are you doing? I still quite fancy trying this right knee. I'm going to go for it again? Yeah. Okay, so again with the minus two to hit it, but you have got the plus two for flanking. Yeah, that's not going to do much better either, is it? Because that's only uh, that's, uh, ten this time. Yeah, again, you go to... You go to Except what's your attack with a modest other? Uh, you're, you're, <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's fifteen. <laughs> 15. I'm half asleep over it. <laughs> 15. It's probably still not good enough, but there you go. Yeah. You you take this blow again. As it as it brings this 
as it brings this movement and it comes back down with the bastard sword and this follow through movement, you take a swipe and it, it just, it, as it moves, you just miss it. Your, your Morningstar once again goes in between the gap between the back of its thigh and its calf and get the whoosh as it goes past. Okay. Esther is up next. Go Esther. Esther will <laughs> dart forwards with her sword drawn. Oh, we've got the fucking thing surrounded now. And she just about hits it as her sword clips it dealing nine points and again you see the same kind of effect where her blade leaves a scratch on the surface of this armour but doesn't seem to have any significant impact. She'll take five step back towards the far end of the room um, she's creating herself some breathing room so towards that far window she'll take a five step back and she dances out of the way um, but you can all tell that Again, there's this, you just look at it, you're like, it's just scratched the surface of the armour. It hasn't dealt any damage, it hasn't rent it, it's, it's, it's insignificant, it's surface damage. Okay, so, top of the round, Allura, what are you doing? Right, Allura is going to come back through the gap towards the fireplace. Back Where towards, in the gap between Kewin and the fireplace. Yeah. And she's going to turn so she can still see. So are you moving through that gap past she's, it? No, or? she's just moving into the gap. So you're moving five foot? Yeah. Five foot, okay. Yeah. So the suit of armour is in, directly in front of her and facing her, and everybody else is basically in a circle, mostly five foot circle around it. With that, she is going to cast a lightning bolt directly onto this thing. Okay, is that a standard action? It is a standard action. So that's yes. going to provoke an attack of opportunity. She's going to do it. Okay, so provoking its attack of opportunity. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. With a 19, it hits the critical threat range, so I'm going to roll to confirm the crit. It, it was a... Uh, Four, was... Will a 14 hit you? No. Okay, so it doesn't confirm the critical. Hooray! <laughs> you might survive this. <laughs> okay. And as you take a step into the gap and you begin to move your arms to start casting, it head, its head just snaps to look at you. This horrible squeal as it as it snaps to look at you. And with its blade, it brings its blade upwards, catching you on the inner in a bicep of your outstretched right arm as you're moving your hands to cast and it leaves a quite significant cut dealing you 14 points of damage ouch and I believe that nullifies your spell as well uh, it's a concentration check for you yep oh bloody hell DC 10 plus the amount of damage you took so that's 14 plus 24. the spell level so what level spell is it uh, 3 so that's 27. Take away your concentration score. And that's your concentration check to see if you can keep doing your spell. Right, okay. So you've got a score on 18 then. Yeah. To make your so spell you've got work. a DC 18, so make me a concentration check. Uh, right. What ability do you add to that? Oh, it's a natural 20! <laughs> 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 right, the spell works then. Go, <laughs> <laughs> Laura! So okay. She, you're still casting the law. <laughs> She's still casting the spell. <laughs> Okay, oh, so fuck you, armor. 
Okay. This episode, so, look at the spikes and all that. This episode is not for under 18s. <laughs> if ever there was a time to pull one Okay, out so back. make me roll the damage on that spell. Roll the damage. That'll be 7d6. Can everyone throw wow. some d6s, please? Yeah. How many do you need? Three more there. Oh, there's three. One more. Need one more. Thank you very much, people. Okay. Come on, make it good. Do not get seven ones now. <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, three sixes in there. Some 18, serious maths going on now. 20, 22, 23. That's 24 points of damage. 24 points of damage. Very nice. Yes. Wow. And she's, she's, <laughs> she's like, come on, Sparky, do your best. Sparky. Yeah, so even though you sustain this this quite um, quite it's, it's not an insignificant wound to your arm, um, you are able to cast this spell, and it's almost as, as the instant you cast a spell, you receive this wound. It's, what is it? Is it a bolt? Is it? It's a bolt. It's a lightning bolt. Yeah. Yeah. The bolt flies forward, and it hasn't got far to fly, and it strikes the armor, and all of you witness this kind of. Um, it is like a flash of lightning filling the room as this spell makes contact with the armour and the surface of this armour. And you all see the lightning dance around over o- over its form, kind of arcing from its pauldrons to its chest, to its, its breastplate, down around its greaves, and, and just, just you see this kind of fizzling and you smell the ozone and the kind of almost like a, a slight burnt sense, burnt smell in the air as this lightning crackles and dissipates off this armour. And you can see that points where this armour has kind of arced and made contact on the surface, the surface of this armour has now been tarnished. There's kind of blackened soot marks and tarnish marks dancing all over this armour. Uh, and you can almost see parts of it where this, it's obviously it's made this silver metal, but parts of it have also like anodized so that you've got these, these kind of areas which are this like myriad of rainbow colours across the breastplate now. Uh, and it's this very random pattern, um, and it's quite the impressive light show, uh, but it dissipates fairly quickly. And the armor kind of you always see it kind of judder slightly, and as as this effect happens. Um, so Ogvar, you're up next. Um, okay, so Ogvar's thinking he's not going to be much use with his uh, with his arrows, so he's going to dart back across the room uh, towards the chest set. Uh, and taking a, a wild stab at it, shout as he's going, The Knights of the Horses, right? Yes. So, at that, I'm trying to think now. So, we were playing white pieces, and we moved, did we move the white rook? Yeah, you we moved, moved the white rook. Yeah, to so, if there's any mate. black knights, he wants to tip them over. Okay, yep, you're able to get up to the chessboard and you're able to tip. The pieces over. I, do you take like just a wild flail, or do you no, no, deliberately? just yeah, deliberately just just the horses. Yeah, you knock them over, and they there's no effect. Okay. The pieces. It was worth a try. The pieces knock over, and you see they've got this kind of um, a red felt bottom on the pieces, and you see them fall over. Um, but there's there's no visible effect. You don't hear anything. You don't sense anything, and the armor behind you certainly does not stop moving. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so next up we have Qin. Two attacks. Two attacks for round go. So you get flanking, you also get the effect from 
Basically, Divine I... favour and bless. Oh, did, oh, oh, did I, it I turn back towards Alora again then, didn't it, for its attack of opportunity, I assume? Yes, it turned back to Alora. Yeah, I'm so 17 and 12. You're 17 and 12. Okay, roll to hit. So, roll to hit twice. 21. 21 will hit. And 21. And 21 will hit again. 12. And 4 and 17. <laughs> nice. Okay, so roll some damage for me. Make it good. Right, so that's. F- I'm so excited. I'm going to sneeze. Five. <laughs> it's all that ozone in the air. <sighs> 12 first. 12 first. The smell nice. of burning metal. And 15 seconds. <gasps> Two. Excuse me. Uh. And was it 12? So what was the second one? 15. 15. Don't nice. panic, I'm all good. 12 and 15. It's just all the ozone in here. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Kieran, as you stood there, the armour, it's it's stretched outwards, obviously, to, to clip Elora, and you've got the sword, it's raised above its its head in the air. And you you smash into it. I'm assuming you're probably going to go for, like, main mass, torso area. Yeah, I'd, I'd be... Yeah. One, two, yeah? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So you come from the, the right-hand side and you go back to the left and you leave two big dents in its side, um, in its uh, one in its kind of back area, one in its lower abdomen. And yeah, you see these dents and they form and it's it's they're quite deep dents you've left. They're quite a deep impression. But again, you've got this feeling it's not as much damage as it could have been had it been something organic. It's all good, guys. Kevin's got his eye in now. Come on, let's do this. Yep. Okay, you doing anything else, Kevin? Saying anything or? Uh, take that, you you blinder. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, with that, the armor is up next, and then Laura. It's focused on you. It, it is <laughs> massive. You Surprise. are. How tall are you, Laura? You are five foot something. I am five foot. Six, I believe. Five foot six. This armour is eight foot tall. Which is about five yeah. foot five to I at the minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This armour looms over the top of you, casting you in shadow. And it is it, it, it is imposing. Um, I'd like to roll up in a ball on the floor, but... <laughs> <laughs> and it brings its sword down. And it misses you entirely. Oh, thank mm. God for that. And its sword comes down and buries halfway up the blade into the floor. It's doing a lot of damage to the floor. And it, it tries, you see it, pull on the blade. The blade is wedged solid. Yes. Okay. Now's our opportunity. Come on, guys. Kedo, you're up next. What are you doing? Well, this back of the knee shit's not working, is it? <laughs> Mind you, I've been out the first uh, one, first, most of it. No, 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 because I scored, I scored less on the roll on the first one. So, <laughs> oh, although I completely forgot to add anything to it, I got less than it. I think it's time. Uh, having seen electricity work, I think it's time to play with some electricity. So I'm going to step back five feet. Okay. Because that's okay, isn't it? Yep, you can do five good. foot step back. Uh, and then I think it's time that uh, the ring of the shadow storm started getting involved. Uh, so, okay. uh, a small burst of lightning. Uh, it does damage to me, but who cares? Uh, it immediately does damage to my target, so... Okay, so... I don't have the uh, effects here. I've got it, it's 1d20. Okay, so you roll 1d20. That'll be 18 points of damage. Wow! The, uh... If only you could do that when you're attacking. <laughs> 
Well, I'd rather do it immediately as damage without any faffing about. <laughs> okay. That's uh, 18 points of electrical damage to it. I've, I've got to damage myself now. D20's a damage roll. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. I'm damaging myself now as well. Oh, right, okay. So we want this one to be... Oh, that's not too bad. So I've done myself four points of damage. Yeah, okay. That's so you fling... I'm assuming you kind of fling your hand out, you pointing at this, this armour. And this ring on your finger, this incredibly cold ring which makes your hand numb and tingles you get this very kind of this crackling sense it's almost like when you've got a limb which has gone to sleep and you begin to move it again you get this intense bolt of pain and from your hand this flash of lightning emanates again hitting this armor and dancing around it it's, it's had less of a impact than Laura's spell did but you still see these very thin tendrils of lightning striking and leaving um, a spider, like a co- like a spider web, a cobweb of um, tarnished marks along the back of this armor. Uh, but again, you get this bolting pain, like a limb coming back alive, and it, it you get this kind of this almost this ah, is like a kickback. Kickback, yeah. yeah. Don't mind that. What's the activate? How does that work with activation? I literally just point the ring at whatever I'm aiming at. So is it, but is it like a psychic thing? Is it? Is it? No, he just just oh, okay. points oh. at it, just okay. moves his hand, points at it with the ring, and he will cat. It will well, have. If you don't do that, when he points at something on his dinner. Then <laughs> it, it is. It is an intent fire I, thing. It's not just if you randomly like wave at a friend. I do have and, to oh, think sorry, about it. electrocuted <laughs> you. Cook your own. Just take some yeah. raw chicken. Oh, I do have that. to think about it, but it's quite a handy bit of kit because I can do that twice an hour. That's mad. Right. Nice. Okay. okay. And just for. Notes. I'm going to be doing it again. <laughs> if it's still standing. That'll be the two goes for this hour. And then if it's still our, our standing up in an hour's time, I suspect we won't be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Esther is up next. She goes, oh, well, um, huh, huh, it's, it's certainly sparkly. And she dives back in. Uh, so she's going to dive, charge forwards again. Uh, she's going to charge. I mean, she's into the back of it now. She's going to try and hit it. She hits plus two flanking, plus two for charging, plus, plus two four. from me. So that's plus six then. Plus two okay. to attack from. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Esther's on one. She's just rolled a nineteen. Nice. Uh, Ooh, is that that's bonuses? critical range, isn't it? Uh, a for a long sword, yes. So ah. she's going to roll to confirm critical. Plus six. Oh. And with a plus six, eight, plus twelve. So it's 20. <laughs> She's confirmed the critical. Oh, Yay. good old Esther. Nice, nice, Go, Esther. Nice. Okay, so she will get a full d 8s worth of damage, so full 8 points. Plus 2, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. So Esther will deal 14 points of damage. But again, you get this, you see her dive in, and she deals this absolutely smashing blow. And it would have, you, you know, it would have been. Uh, quite a threatening blow on a humanoid opponent or a non non organic opponent as it is she leaves a horrifying looking scratch down the back of this armor and you can see almost like her blade has slid through it like butter um this this gash is probably about a centimeter deep it is a big big gash but again, there's no sense of, there's no reaction from the arm. It doesn't have any sense of pain. It's just a, a strong blow. Um, okay. So, 
You may need to retcon something here. There is a reflex saving throw for that lightning bolt. Is there? Yes. You'd have to okay. throw 17 for half damage. 17, so 17. I'll, that. Okay, I'll, I'll throw that now. Yeah. That's, it's not going to make it anyway. Fine. Cool. Okay, no. So, yeah, no. Just ignore it. Right, it, it. It's, yeah, no, that reflex save, it didn't make it. Right. So, the damage damage stands. Okay, okay cool. Just remember that next time. I will. I'm looking at that now. Okay, so, Elora, you're up next. Well, I think we know what's coming next. She's going to have another crack. She liked the effect on that lightning bolt, and she's on a high because she felt that she did something... Well, she did a thing. She did a thing. She did a you thing. You did a thing. Okay, so you're going to go for it again. Yeah, so she's like, yep, so okay, guys, incoming. And she's going to cast, attempt to cast another lightning bolt. And this time there is a reset, a reflex saving throw. Does the 17 hit you? 17, no, it doesn't. Okay. So. No, because she cast mage armor on herself. Nice. Well, actually, Good. no, sorry, I'll wreck on that myself. It can't hit you anyway. Oh. Because its sword is stuck in the ground. Ah, okay. So, okay. sorry, ignore that. Okay, so you throw your lightning bolt. Uh, yeah, throw my right. lightning okay, bolt. Okay, so it's going to make a reflex save. With 20, it makes the save. Okay, so it'd be half damage. So half damage, okay. A load of d6s, everybody again. I really should put Mattering some... Mattering of d6s. Thank you. Okay, so 7d6. Uh, so, 4, 8, 12, 15, 17, 18. 19 points halved. 19 points halved, nine. so. Take it down, don't you? Uh, yeah, it goes yeah. down. Yeah. So, 9. 9 points of damage. Okay. So, you throw this lightning bolt, and seemingly having learned from the last bolt you threw, it ducks. And for such a big armor, it is incredibly quick to drop itself low and avoid the bolt. You, it's still, you know, you still get this slight arcing as the bolt passes over it and dissipates. You get this slighter arcing as it catches kind of its top of its helm. And it's got this very decorative kind of feathery plume on the top of its helm, <laughs> which immediately catches fire. Um, <laughs> it's it's a very it's a kind of this black and purple plume, and it immediately catches fire. Um, Wait, you look at Birdman go. That is quite literally the only damage that happens. You, you might see like a kind of a small tarnished spot on the top of its head, like someone's balding, but other than that, there's no real damage dealt. And it's dropped down and ducked out of the way of your blow. Laura's gonna go, ha ha ha, your head's on fire, dude. Okay, over. Okay, is it stood up or is it crouched down or what's it doing? It's it's crouched down to duck and it's come back up. It's back up, it's so back it's back up. to eight foot it's tall. It's back up to eight foot tall. Okay. Um, so Ogvar's looking at it and noticing it's moving its head around. So he's gonna assume that it might have some sort of vision. Um, it's an assumption. So he's gonna run across the room, pick up a bit of speed. He wants to try use his boots of leap of faith. I thought he was gonna pick up a bit of speed. I was gonna say, what kind of podcast is this? <laughs> so yeah, he's gonna try and use a leap of faith boots to get up towards its its head height, 
and try and unattach the helmet from the set of armour and, if possible, lob it out the window. <laughs> what, are you going to pull the helmet off? You heard it. There's a bit of a theme going on here with Ogvar and inanimate objects, isn't there? So you can run up, you can activate your boots, you can leap straight over the top of Kewin. How are you attempting to move, remove this helmet? Are you trying to kick it off its head? Are you trying to jump on it? And oh, come on, jump, oh, yeah, I'm trying to window. jump on it. <laughs> and if there's any hooks or anything like that, try and just remove the helmet. Okay. I, I don't know what's attaching it to the rest. I didn't know whether there's anything inside the suit or whether it is just magically animated. I'm not sure. Okay, so you are able to jump onto its shoulders. Make me... It's going to have to be an opposed grapple check. Ooh. Oh, I thought she was going to say a contested strength check. <laughs> so, oh, what am I rolling here then? D20 plus grapple? So, you need to make me a grapple check, please. Okay, so D20 plus my grapple. Is that plus a plus two. anything from Bless or Prayer? Uh, plus two, isn't it? Still, it's still yes, going. It's still yeah, it still an counts attack. as an attack. Yeah, so you will get plus plus two, two in all. Plus two. Plus two. Plus two in total from that. Yeah. So grapple plus two plus dice roll. Yeah. Fourteen plus seven plus two. Twenty. So Twenty-one. Twenty-two. Nine. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Okay. So the next thing you do is the suit of armor is going to make an attack of opportunity. If it deals any damage, your attempt will fail. What's it going to attack with? It's with fist. It's bare hands, oh. I suppose. <laughs> I was going to take a hand off the... Right, okay. Unarmed. We're into unarmed combat. Uh, fisticuffs. I don't suppose an 11 will hit you. It doesn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it looks really smug. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing things. <laughs> Feels good, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it might be no use whatsoever. Well, we're just going to end up fighting a headless. You've got less to hit. <laughs> yeah, at least only be seven foot tall. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hitting. I'm hitting major mass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then it is going to attempt to grapple you in return. No. So. So you are able to successfully grapple this armor. You've got a hold of it, and you're going to attempt to pull its helmet off. Yes. Make me a strength check. Okay. Ah, that's not so good. That's five. <laughs> yeah, no. You attempt to wrench its helmet off, only to realise that the helmet isn't attached to anything. It is connected via, you would assume, a magical force to the rest of the suit of armour. Okay. Um, but you know you're able to kind of wiggle it a bit upwards and down and side to side and you kind of stood there with your feet planted on its pauldrons kind of with all your strength trying to pull upwards but aside from you know very minuscule movement perhaps an inch in any direction you are not able to pull its helmet off Ogvar have you lost your head? No I was trying to make him lose his but it's not going well and that is the end of your turn so you will finish your turn stood on top of the armour Do I not get to use my Second attack, or is that full round action for a grapple? A grapple is it. Okay, that's fine, yeah. Okay, so Kewin, you're up next. <laughs> right, so he's got, he's right in the, the top of the... Uh, he's standing on his shoulders. He's got his feet. Pulling so, up the helmet. Yeah, he's kind of so doing squats on his Basically, head. what I'm getting at is not in my way to me... It's eight foot tall, no. Okay. <laughs> 
Oh, in fact, God, it's probably if anything, about it looks like he's trying to squat You're not going to guess what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to resort. Use a spell. To... <laughs> I'm going to resort to usual, and I'm, I'm going to attack it till it dies. Good. Just so keep biffing it. Okay. Seventeen, and well, where was it? I'm just going to write down Q in biffs it again. Seventeen and twelve. Copy and paste. <laughs> so seventeen makes plus five is twenty-two. Hits. Fifteen and twelve makes twenty-seven. It's <laughs> not yep. going to be this, is he? So roll your damage. <laughs> so that's four and five is nine. Okay. And seven and five is twelve. <laughs> that's a very cheesy grid you've got over okay. there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you deal these two blows, and Ogvar, you're kind of wobbling around on top of it. Is is you? F- you can feel the blow's impact on this armor. Yeah. Um, and yeah I mean Kieran you see these two blows land and you are starting to kind of make a fairly decent dent in the side of this armour you are targeting the areas that you've hit before you can see these dents becoming bigger and the armour starting to kind of buckle upwards at kind of like the hip joint where you're obviously forcing it inwards and the armour's like leveraging upwards um, so you are starting to see this kind of uh, actual damage being done now. Okay, the armor is up next. Ogvar. Hello. Make me a contested grapple check, please. Ooh. So the same rules as before. Do I get still get the plus two? Yep. Yep. Okay. Cool. Eighteen. Thirty-three. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, so with a thirty-three. All of you kind of just stand there and watch as the armour raises both hands above its head, grabs hold of your torso, Ogvar, crushing your arms into your side. Oh dear! And then it throws you. And Where? <laughs> it throws you. It's going to make a strength check. Laura draws breath. Natural <gasps> 20. Oh, my word. Plus 5. 25 oh. on the strength check. Laura gasps. Ogvar, you are thrown into the stone wall. Oh, which way? Better than out the window. Uh, so, kind of by the cabinet area. He'll probably hit above the window. No, no, cabinet. Oh, that cabinet. Yeah, so it's facing that way. Yeah. So you will probably crash into... Actually... Have I got time to make a reflex save? Or a tumble check. Oh, but you can't tumble. I've got one more use left in my leap of faith boot, so I'm hoping if I could get my feet first, I could sort of run out of it. Does he stand like the Rio statue? High or low? With a glow around him going, oh, as he goes. High or low? This is very important. High or low? I think that's a call. You're, you're, you're being asked. I'm being asked. No, no, no. Oh, what? High or low? Uh, we'll go high. Okay, hi, you're going out the window. Oh, no. oh nice. 78, <gasps> you're going hey! out the window. Oh, no, Head first or feet first? It's been defenestrated. Head first. You are going through the window head first. Laura's going to say, oh, I know of a spell called defenestration. Shit, Ogvar's just gone out the window. You will take 2d6 damage as you crash through the panes of glass. Oh, then there's falling damage. Oh, my God. And, and guards in the garden who might see him. You take eight points of damage. 
Total or is that plus the two as well? You said two for going through the window. No, no, no. So, that's, so 2d6, I said, sorry. Oh, sorry, 2d6. So you take eight points of damage as you go through the window and you are thrown. Okay. Maths, maths, maths. So let's see. D6 of damage per 10 foot of height. Yeah, 1d6 for 10 foot. On the second this floor. is quite a big. You're on the second floor. <laughs> no, we're not. We're on the third floor because the basement's a floor. Yes. <laughs> oh. But there is, there is the balcony below. There is the um, the terrace below. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. However, the terrace is only... It's with a 25. The terrace is only about 15 foot wide. Yeah, but then again, the, the actual the, the crash that window, though, of going through the window, Has he gone out that window? Yeah. would stop oh, that bit of terrace. the projection going through that because he's hit the window. Probably. He's so going to be only four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, you you would you would probably not miss the 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 terrace. It's so still going to be stars. about three d six worth of falling damage. Can I not use my leap of faith boots to make three steps to sort of like blum 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 slow my fall down? You can if you want. It's the last charge I've got today, so I'll, that's what I'd like to do. Or even just to hold on to the window. <laughs> what, in the feet? No. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Grab I'm going head first, aren't I? So, so make me a reflex save, Ogbar. Reflex, yeah. Pl- pl- plus one. Be 20. 20. Okay. With a, with a 20, you are able to slow your descent down to the point where you only take a d6 worth of damage and it's a full six points of damage okay, so as you reach the floor. So this is probably more, you're able to activate your boots but you are still going to have a bit of momentum, you're still probably going to fall to the floor quite heavily mm-hmm. um, and you are now outside on the terrace. Okay. Let's see. As you crash down to the ground, Ogfar, you land heavily. You hear a noise. What kind of noise? You hear a very tired, grumpy sounding. What was that? Okay. So, next up we have Kado, your turn. You've just witnessed. From the angle you're at, you you are staring directly up at Ogvar's arse. Um, well, I was. As he's squatting <laughs> over. You've witnessed this suit of armour lob Ogvar headfirst through the, op- the the diagonally opposing window. Mm. And you've seen Ogvar disappear feet first out the window. Out the window, yeah. What are you doing? It's exciting stuff, this, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I'm bloody... I'm, uh, oh, at least he's not stood on it anymore, I suppose. So if I lightning bolt it, at least it won't go up through his legs anymore. I was, I was slightly worried that I was going to electrofly you. Ooh. But I'm not anymore. Electrify. Electrify. I already did the flying bit. Just yeah. <laughs> electrify is where he leaps off through a shot. Um, okay. We're going to electrocute it again. Okay. So roll your d20. Come on, let's get something good. Oh, seventeen. Reroll that. That's cocked. Oh, it's not. Look, that's that is cocked. Reroll it. <laughs> oh, that's harsh. That's harsh, isn't it? Keep that's your dice in the dice tray then. I'll have an 18 then. See, you better. Oh, and I take six. Okay. Okay. So you point again. You get this feeling, this this kind of tingling, where the pain you pre- you've experienced previously has almost abated, but you're back to this kind of pins and needles feeling in your hand. Again, you you point at this suit of armor, and this blast of lightning emanates from your hand. Um, 
and you see it again kind of dance over its back and leave these kind of scorch marks and it's almost got this very interest, interesting patina, this interesting like kind of tarnishing pattern across its back now where you've been you've been throwing your lightning at it. But again you get this bolt of searing pain like a limb coming back alive if you've been you know, leaning on it for too long. You get this travel up through your arm, it's it hurts. Um, and you, you almost feel you can smell the ozone and uh, probably on the back of your hand where you might have like a smattering of hair across your knuckles and at your wrist you begin to notice that the hair is actually singed away. Good. We like a bit of hair singing. Won't need to get any beat when you go to town. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Esther. Uh, sorry, Hadda, are you doing anything else? That's it, that's, that's... Okay. Right. Esther, seeing Ogvar, throwing it in the window. Oh! Oh! Ogvar! Oh! And she will leave the fight. Uh, the armor will have an attack of opportunity, uh, which well, is going thing. to it is going to hit her with that, uh, dealing five points of damage. No, f- uh, ten points of damage to Esther as she runs past. Um, it's only got a sword. Is it? What's it done? It with? It's only a fist. It's it's cuffed her with a fist. Um, so as she's run past, the armor's arms flailed out, and it's it's probably caught Esther along the cheek. Um, and you can see as she runs past you, and you can see even for that kind of like a a slight <coughs> cut with blood trickling down. You can tell it's going to bruise something horrible. Um, but as she's been cuffed across the face, she doesn't appear to show any kind of reaction to being hit. It's she just brushes it off and carries on, and she runs to the window and looks down and goes. I'll, I'll, I'll be back in a minute, dearies! And then jumps out of the window. Oh after my god. You um, so I'll just dust myself down and then, it, and then an Esther lands on me. She's going to make a tumble check to try and half the damage. I think she, yeah. um, She's not going to successfully do that. Eight. And she takes a further eight points of damage as she kind of vaults herself out the window and slides down the wall. Um to meet you on the ground and Ogvar looking up you see her kind of fling herself out the window and it's just like it's marginally terrifying watching this this elderly woman (laughs) just she just she just goes for it she just jumps out the window and you see her kind of she's got her arm braced against the wall and she slows her fall down as much as she can she still lands quite heavily on the bottom and you can see her arms, the clothes, her her guard's uniform is now ripped on her arm, and she's got these very nasty, like this kind of almost like a road rash graze along her arm where she's tried to slow herself down. Uh, but she's very quickly spring back up, and she's going, "Hello, Walker, you all right, dearie?" Uh, yes, uh, yes. Excellent. That was quick. <laughs> okay. So next up, Elora, top of the round. As the opening credits rolled, so had the companions, and combat had commenced. With sorcerers weighing up the odds, it was a case of fortune favouring the brave, as an electrically charged Alora kept her concentration and dished out the damage. Caddo's attempt at nobbling a knee had totally, and repeatedly, missed the mark, causing a tactical turnaround as he triggered an alternative assault on the animated armour. Meanwhile, in a moment of madness, to outclass his opponent, Ogvar pulled off a parkour-style performance 
which promised so much, but sadly delivered little more than somewhat shocking dose of defenestration. Esther unexpectedly made an energetic exit after our rodeo ranger, rapidly descending out into the darkness beyond the now absent aperture. In a slightly sticky situation, and with two team members down and out, or to be more accurate, out and down, the group must get to grips with the highly polished metal monstrosity and somehow still stay stealthy? But by now, with the raucous racket of combat, their chances of defying detection must surely be dashed. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Having you as a listener means everything to us. So, whichever streaming service you choose to listen to us with, please give us a like, subscribe and follow. We would love for you to join us on our Facebook or Twitter page, where you can catch up with all of our latest news. While you're waiting for the next episode of Secrets of the Silver City, why not pop over to our website, where you can read all of the information about this campaign, from backstories to setting. All of the links are in the bio of this episode. Join us again next week for the next instalment. Thank you for listening.